Welcome to Because and Effect, a podcast from the Winnipeg Foundation, where we talk to people about the causes that they care about and the effect that it has on their lives. My name is Nolan Bicknell. Joy Lowen is living a life in service of others. As the acting executive director of the National Screen Institute, she and her team are empowering Canadians all across the country to tell their stories and find careers while doing so. As a volunteer and board member for countless organizations in our city, Joy has made it a priority in her life to help lift up those in need. I think that it's important to have a a wide range, especially in in this day and age now, um, a whole wide range of of opportunities for young people when they are um, making decisions uh, for life. But let's not rush into it. Um, Let's let's really sort of assess, like close your eyes and dream that dream. And what is it um, that you visualize when you're dreaming that dream as to what your next step will be? I sat down with Joy to talk about the importance of giving a hand up to others, bringing out their potential, and how everyone has a story to tell. Because we're all artists, we all have stories to tell in some way, and they connect us to each other. And once we understand each other better, we will all be better. Joy Lowen, thank you for being on the Because and Effect podcast. Happy to have you here. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Happy to have been asked. Thank you. It's our honor to have you. I mean... The list of accolades and things that you've been uh, a part of over the years is too too many to name, but uh, let's talk about NSI, the National mm. Screen Institute. You're the acting executive director there. Maybe for people who don't know what it is or the, sort of the mandate, give us a, a little breakdown about what, what that's all about. Sure. So the National Screen Institute, NSI as I know it, um, is a training organization. We provide professional development training to creators, storytellers. Uh, what we do is we're devoted to training uh, storytellers and advancing their careers. So um, film school, appreciating that it has its own place and um, there's lots of high schools now offering film programs. Um, what you need to really move forward as a creator, as a storyteller uh, in the industry is um, connections. And uh, what NSI does really well is provide the connections to the industry as well as uh, look at you as an individual and where your skill set is and provide you with a bit more, um, uh, you know, of the, uh, the add-ons, provide you with the skills that gets you to the next step in your career. It's all about who you know. There's that old adage, right? It is all so about who you, who you know. And um, to be ready for when those opportunities uh uh, come up is, um, you know, part and parcel of what we do. So our courses, we offer a series of, of programs, uh, mostly for producer, writer, uh, directors, but, um, of late, we've also developed some, uh, programs that are for below the line, below the line are those positions that, um, you know, I mean the technical, uh, the, you know, the DOP, um, uh, and camera, uh, first AD, first assistant director, uh, you're not in your head. You well know, um, yep. what below the Media line is and all that stuff. <laughs> so, so, uh, it's not just about being a producer, writer, director, it's the, the full package. And, um, so yeah, what we we've been doing, what we do is uh, provide connection because a lot of the, uh, we're national, so a lot of the industry happens in Toronto. And if you're in Toronto, you've got great access to 
uh, um, the people who are in the industry who are making decisions and who are making shows. Uh, when you're in Winnipeg or northern Manitoba or um, Prince Edward Island, um, you get it. Uh, it's not as easy to make those connections and um, and to get that that experience. So what we do in our programs is um, uh, we'll have uh, a call for applications uh, that goes nationally. Mm. And we seek to find uh, the candidates who are in some of those more regional areas and and uh, who will benefit from you know a little bit of professional development training, like I say, but also who we then can match up with um, mentors uh, and and industry professionals who then can you know give them that that hand up to to allow them to produce right direct or like I say hold one of those below the line uh, positions. There's so many stories. You mentioned like Northern Manitoba. There's so many stories in indigenous communities mm -hmm. and things and people just don't have access to the either equipment or the connection. So how important is it to, to empower those communities to be able to tell those stories? Nolan, it's not even, it's, it for sure is that they don't have access to the connections, but some of them don't even think of storytelling as mm -hmm. a career. Right. Um, you know, so right now, NSI is really proud. We're really excited. I have um, a number of colleagues who are up in northern Manitoba, in the Paul Manitoba, and uh, doing a four-week program with uh, adults of all ages, um, all backgrounds, uh, because a couple years ago, a team from NSI went up there to, you know, just check it out and, you know, meet the people because we know, we've heard, we've seen um, enough to, to know, we, we saw enough to know that there was um, something there in terms of developing um, creative capacity uh, in northern regions. And so we went to northern Manitoba and we went to uh, northern Ontario. And from that, uh, we connected with University College of the North because they're like, yes, we know that uh, there is uh, uh, capacity, there is interest uh, within our student body and in the community at large. So let's work. And if you guys have the expertise in that area, we'll happily work together with you. And um, so we're now working with um, uh, 10 students uh, from areas in northern Manitoba over four weeks and they they are um, doing podcasts they're learning the basics of storytelling and then they'll do a podcast as well as a video production okay. and um, so it is a bit of a whole new world it's an eye-opening experience in some ways because they're taking their stories and I was talking with my colleague Ursula yesterday and she was saying joy the creative capacity here is just it's outstanding they are creators they are um, the artistic um, uh, level is is you know um, I mean it's it's stellar so what we now need to do is you know I mean it, to do it in a cultural culturally appropriate and sensitive way but how do we then fashion our training and provide uh, the the network connections to allow them to advance to tell the stories that they want to tell in mm -hmm. in like I say the the best ways well there'd be not only benefits um, career-wise and professionally, but actually, like personally, you know, being able to tell your story, your family stories, oh, or your yeah. histories, or the histories of the of those groups. Um, stories connect us. It, they very they, much do. They, you know, in in, in telling our story, um, sto number one, stories are in all of us because mm -hmm. we're all living our lives and we're all, um, you know, in 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 some way, shape, or form connected to the 
big wide ecosystem that's out there and and what what I'm finding more and more is that um, everybody who sits around the table has a different story to tell and it's compelling just listening and once you listen you understand and with that understanding there we grow um, it may not be easy, um, uh, but but it's it's knowing your story. You're from Brutal, Manitoba, and Russell, I want you Russell, 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 yeah, Russell yeah. close to Brutal. Yeah, very close. <laughs> Lots of friends Brutal. and family in Brutal, though. Yeah, Russell, Manitoba, and um, and now I'm keen to know more about you and your work and what led you here and why you do what you do. And in knowing what you do, I'm going to now think, oh, well, there is someone you know who in high school or comes across my path who will benefit from you know hearing your story and 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 um, your work so it breaks down barriers too totally right does. you know from whatever cultural or whatever background we all realize that we're all just people we're all just on this planet figuring it all out for ourselves right yeah. have you seen firsthand a lot of the changes in in some of these kids and students and adults even that are going through these programs and tell me about like how you see someone when they figure out their story and then they connect with someone and they are able to tell that is there a confidence boost like what happens yeah it's well it's life-changing it's transformative I mean we that that word is used a lot these days but it, there really is no other word to describe how uh, a little bit of confidence in using your voice and then knowing that there is capacity um, within you to share that story that will benefit others in some way um, that encourage you then to do the work necessary to, to fight the fears, to fight those other voices in your head that say, no, you can't. Um, and so it's transformative. We've seen the transformation. I mean, the impact of our training, NSI has been around for 34 years started in Edmonton and moved to, to Manitoba um, in the late um, 1990s. And uh, even though we're based here and we provide uh, national, uh, we, we provide uh, 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 training for storytellers across the country. And, and what's, what's been most impactful is seeing how um, our students, our graduates, our participants, our alumni, um, uh, find their career path. Uh, as a result of the training. So 91% of our alumni are working in the industry as a result of our programs. So there is a, there is a, um, a, a very clear impact to our, our, the programs that, that the training that NSI is providing. I say that not by way of boasting, but just by showing that, you know, I mean, if, if we, we just consider the individuals and what we can do to help them, um, that's, you know, I mean, it's, it's in making those direct personal connections. That's the result of the success. So in, in, in direct response to the question, we have, um, we're coming full circle um, uh, with, with a lot of our Indigenous training programs where um, 16 years ago, NSI, uh, under Susan Millikan's leadership, uh, when she was CEO, uh, developed uh, a training program for um, new voices, new Indigenous voices, and, and to tell stories uh, that hadn't otherwise been told in the mainstream, and um, to develop the to develop the 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 um, the individuals to tell the stories, and um, 
know and proud to say that those graduates, along with many others since, have um, are now finding you know um, key roles in in places decision making positions. Um, they're getting their films screened at major uh, festivals around the world. They are in the broadcast programming departments, selecting commissioning programs uh, that are seen then um, in Canada and around the world. They are taking seats at our board table. Um, so yeah. Um, um, there is there is a lot of transformative uh, changes that happen as a result of the training in SI provides. And it speaks to the potential yeah. that people have if just given a you know just yeah. give them a microphone yeah. or give them a camera or something and say go make something. It's or not brain surgery. Tell a story. Right. Yeah, it's not exactly. brain surgery. It's not um, it's anything. Opportunity. Com. It's, it's, opportunity. it's opportunity. And um, you know, I mean, I I I don't write. I don't produce. I don't direct. I don't aspire to. I'm um, uh, happy that there are those in the world who want to do it, but in seeing it in you and you and you, and I'm pointing to different chairs across the table here, but it's like in seeing it in others, I want to do all that I can to support that. And um, my role as a cheerleader is uh, there's, a, there's a place for that too. How long have you been with NSI? So in total, eight years. Eight years. Um, I did uh, a five-year stint uh, from 2005 to 2010, uh, where I managed uh, the short film uh, program Drama Prize, NSI Drama Prize. And then I took a break from um, 2010. Well, it was, it was beginning of 2011 to 2016, and I did a lot of freelance work during that time. My kids were young. I, I you know, I mean, I'm... Yes, I work for the National Screen Institute, and I love working. I can't imagine my life not working, but I'm a mom, mm-hmm. first and foremost. So gotcha. when my kids were young, it was um, important to me to be there for them and be present um, for them. And, and fortunately, um, I could um, uh, be there. So when um, 2011, 2016, um, I just took uh, did a lot of freelance, and that's where I did a right. lot of volunteer work. But then I came back to NSI for a six-month um, stint to just fill in while another colleague uh, was on a medical leave, and I haven't left. So NSI, on-screen Manitoba, I'm just going to go through a little list here. On-screen Manitoba, WTN, now the W Network, right? That's right. CBC, Gimli Film Fest, Freeze Frame Media Arts Center for Young People. I could, the list goes on. Bal- Balmoral Hall, Winnipeg right. Foundation, Board of Directors. Where did this desire to take on this role of mentorship and guiding and helping and volunteering come from? Has that yeah. been intrinsic in you, or is yeah. it... Yeah. Where did it come from? Yeah, it, it, it's not, it's nothing purposeful, that's for sure. I seek to serve, for sure. Mm. Um, I, uh, I grew up in a family where, at a very early age, I mean, I uh, have only brothers, and uh, two of them are younger than I, and uh, I was a caregiver. My parents worked, um, and, um, and I love to babysit, and I babysat throughout a lot of my high school. You do. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and so, and it, it, it kept me on the straight and narrow, and so serving others, uh, and I come from small town Manitoba, like you, um, but the other end, the other east, uh, right. Steinbeck. Yeah, oh, cool. I, I grew up in Steinbeck. And so uh, that ke- small town community where, you know, I mean, volunteering, doing for others, uh, helping out your neighbor uh, is, I mean, that's just, it's not mandated. You just do it. And so, um, yeah, it, you know, the, the volunteer work that I've done um, has shaped me uh, in terms of my um, just professional development mm-hmm. because it's provided some leadership opportunities that I wouldn't otherwise have had at that point in my life because I was being, you know, a, a full-time, full-on mom. Mm-hmm. 
<coughs> but um, so, but it is it's service work of 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 a sort that um, was yeah, I guess started um, just as a as a, as a kid. It takes a village. I love that it, saying, mm-hmm. and it's so mm-hmm. true. It's mm-hmm. very true. Um, it seems like one of your skills is being able to recognize the skills in others. Um, has that always been something that you've uh, had in you or have you developed that over the years? It's certainly developed. Yeah. I mean, I've had lots of great mentorship and uh, examples of that. I mean, I mentioned Susan Milliken early. She was she was formative uh, for me in, um, she played a formative role uh, in my life. And uh, when we were working at, Women's Television Network. She at one point, early in in the you know in in our um, work life together, she had said, because we were just a team of women, mostly women. Surprise! The mm-hmm. Women's mm-hmm. Network was made most of women. As it probably should have been. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, and and you know, and and, and um, having come from other workplaces and, and environments, she was like, she would just shake, shake her head and she'd say, "You guys don't know how lucky you have it here," and and you know, us being you know young twenty somethings, you know. It, Still like, wanting to change the world? Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> like, well, yeah, we don't know any different, but yeah, this is, this is certainly very comfortable, but just not appreciating how amazing it was. And and um, uh, Susan and the other, uh, the leadership, Elaine Alley, Carol Darling at WTN, really made certain that there was, um, a, 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 they, they looked after us all, uh, professionally and, and, and personally. And um, having that made an, a, a tremendous impact um, uh, on me, maybe unconsciously at the time, um, but, but certainly as I now lead the team at NSI, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very mindful to uh, the impact that that people like Susan and Elaine Alley had on on my life, and and also you know I mean I, I serve as a civilian aide to the Lieutenant Governor Janice mm-hmm. Hillman, and um, just you know I mean she's she's a volunteer extraordinaire with a heart of service and gratitude like none other, and uh, so that that you know is is definitely formative uh, for me, and uh, having those kinds of role models uh, who are friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, females who are in, in significant leadership roles, but, but they are personally, I mean, there's a heartfelt connection to them. I, I you know, I mean, it, it, that's, yeah. That's huge. Yeah. How have you, how has that affected your, um, desire to now become a mentor now that you're sort of in a position to be able to lead and to be able to help people through their early stages of their careers? Yeah. And again, it's not, it's not anything purposeful. Like, you know I mean? It's, it's, I'm doing it because, uh, there is a need within the organization that, um, there's, there's a, there's a a space that needs to be filled and I'm happy to fill that. I, I do feel that I am in the right place, right time, doing the right work in that way. Um, and so it's, 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 not as though I, you know, I mean, I'm championing the cause of, you know, these these uh, developing content creators, and you know, I mean, this is this is my cross, and 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 I'm, you know, now I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, march forward. Um, so it's nothing purposeful like that, but it's it's more just in realizing uh, the talent that lies um, around my around my staff table, the talent that each of my staff. Are this, this the NSI staff is 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 working with and 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 knowing that there is a, a a worldwide community. It's not just here in our nation, but there is a global community that is hungry for the stories of Canadians. They want to know 
what Canadians are all about. And um, I now am in a small part in that system that is inspiring the 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 that, that can play a lead to inspire those stories and 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 train uh, the individuals to tell those stories in a way that reaches others so in a couple years or five years or ten years down the line what role do you do you see nsi continuing in this role or how would you want uh, to expand or evolve or change the way that um NSI is currently operating. I want us to go more global. More global, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so and it is in part out of out of need. Um, we have been uh, up until now. There's been a lot of uh, success within the Canadian market with um, uh, you know either getting programs or. Uh, job opportunities mm-hmm. within the Canadian system um, and, and and funding opportunities. And um, now the industry has shifted. I mean, we're in a, an incredible paradigm shift right now. And um, we need to look beyond our borders mm-hmm. for our partners, beyond our borders for work opportunities. So we're certainly developing, we're going to NSI, if you were to ask me today, I haven't really considered it fully, but NSI will develop in five years from now, I would see NSI continuing its investment in training content creators in positions that um, provide them with with careers that uh, tell stories or that are part of making stories that are for a global audience and and really taking those stories, making sure that people um, around the world, uh, across our nation and around the world, are are hearing the stories of Canadians. Well, the internet kind of changed everything, and YouTube is changing everything, and all these like different outlets for people to have to put their content on. So, how like what do you think of the current media landscape as it was? Like, are you happy with that direction? Are you? trying to stay ahead of it can you even stay ahead yeah, we of need it? to catch up for sure a and you know i mean there is a lot the technology and i don't necessarily pretend to understand the technology i, I know it um in in terms of what it provides as a, a as a platform for exhibition um because i want to make sure that we're not these are there's lots of hobbyists out there um you want to write for a hobby you want to um uh, fiddle around um on your phone or even you know i mean with um, movie magic, whatever, you know, and, 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 and create some, um, some productions, that's fine. What we want to do though, is for those who, um, are really passionate about it and want to make it a career. Um, we want to make sure that they know that they can make it a career and that they're provided, um, that, that we use the technology to our benefit. So we have to get ahead of the game. I mean, number one, we have to understand the landscape, um, and, and in understanding the landscape, then we can best shape it for um, our training, to provide training programs that uh, effectively uh, help to connect some dots. And um, we're doing that, certainly. I mean, there is there is a, you know, I was just in Auckland, New Zealand at a Power of Inclusion conference, and it never ceases to amaze me that no matter where you go, um, it's not just in Winnipeg that we're trying to figure it out. They're trying mm-hmm. to figure it out on a worldwide level, right? And um, how we made a few bucks um, in um, even 10 years ago is not the same as it is now. And so we uh, need to evaluate, understand where we're at right now, and and then partner up. Let's so show ourselves up. For a young adult or young professional or old adult or old professional who wants to, who loves maybe production or loves telling stories, what what's some advice that you could give them to to get their foot in the door or at least try to start going down that path a little bit. Right, daily. Mm-hmm. 
you know, write daily, get it out, um, express it. It's in, in flexing your, your fingers um, and, in, and in schooling your mind um, that you uh, are exercising that, that creative, that creativity that's in you. And um, you never know what's going to be successful. You never know what, where a story is going to catch hold. So um, uh, we need to, we all need to write more. Yeah. Um, and, and that is an act of mindfulness as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you know, there, there, there are opportunities um, that are beyond the mainstream. So, mm-hmm. you know, really look to um, uh, see who's making um, stories, who's, who is, uh, what inspires you and where are those stories being made? Uh, because the industry, regardless of where you're at in your career is about partnership. And, um, we at NSI deal a lot with, um, I mean, we were 18 plus, but if you're in a city like Winnipeg, there are opportunities, um, depending on where you go to high school, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of uh, really successful. Uh, um, there are a lot of successful programs within um, the high schools um, currently, and uh, they then, you know, I mean, as you were saying with your instructor and how he connected you to your job here, mm-hmm. um, uh, the instructors at high schools have, you know, just incredible um, uh, depth of 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 connection um, that will lead you to maybe an alternative that is not necessarily mainstream but fulfilling nonetheless and um, and then uh, there's also things like you know different co-ops and um, Winnipeg Film Group comes to mind and um, at University of Winnipeg last night I was just during um, film awards um, uh, as part of their uh, U Winnipeg uh, uh, film department program and, and such like that so so it really is in um, uh, uh, you know that daily exercise of writing, but it's also in 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 finding um, the opportunities that allow you to express um, that voice. Yeah, and ask. I think is yeah. you know I remember in my high school the guidance counselor would be like, oh maybe you'd be good in you know this thing and okay go go in that direction. But now it's like okay you're gonna go here to work and here's the person you talk to and it's so much more directed. I think we're figured that out that mm-hmm. you just need to push kids in a certain direction but mm-hmm. not you know just leave them at their devices and just actually like hey you're going to go here this is what you're going to do this is why you're going to do it and and that's the way to go Nolan we all need to show up a bit more mm. you know it's that idea like that. of um uh it's 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 you know I've, I've been reading a lot of Brené Brown and, and leadership <laughs> and 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 that courage before comfort um you know so just just take just stretching yourself so so oftentimes I know when Barack Obama President Barack Obama was out he talked a lot about you know showing up and 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 being kind and 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 that whole philosophy of uh uh getting beyond the fear that um, uh, will prevent you from making the ask um, or completing the application or writing um, is what holds us back. Mm-hmm. So, so let's, let's um, yeah, let's, let's take that step. Let's, let's extend that reach a little bit and, 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 and show up uh, for the, for the things that, that, that interest us. Most of those barriers are internal. Yeah how do you get over your internal voice that's saying like, ah, or yeah. maybe not anymore because you're more of a you know, <laughs> even successful, this morning, even today, <laughs> even now. So how do you, how do you push through that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I meditate a lot. I, um, I, yeah, it's, it's tricky because I am in that moment right now. It, it, there is a lot that, um, 
there's a lot of resistance. So it's fighting the voices in your head and, and um, just trusting that what's inside you is, is good. You're feeling it. So, so yeah, you know, give it its, give it its moment. And that moment is often in a point of, uh, you know, I mean, it's expressed um, in, um, through, through meditation for me. And, um, uh, you know, yeah, and just, just, just really being courageous um, and, and acknowledging that, you know, the, the self-talk um, has its space, but, you know, break through that, you know, what's on the other end of that thought and, 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 and really go full cycle with, with that thought or that fear, that concern um, that, may, that may hold you, hold you back. I've been playing music almost my whole life and mm-hmm. used, to have, used to have the cycle of I'd wait for inspiration, then creation, and then motivation. But mm-hmm. then I realized, okay, maybe just start making, just start creating. And then the inspiration comes from that. I used to wait for inspiration yeah. first, but I like what you said about writing every yeah. day. Just start writing, just even write. if it's nothing, even if it's about anything. Then you get inspired. Oh, I like that little line there. That's or a Richard like that Wagamese um, uh, quote, and I can't remember specifically what he said, but it was in reading his, his reflections. He uh, would get up in the morning and he would get up really early um and it's hard rolling out of bed is really hard especially when it's dark and cold but um you know once you roll out you splash water on your face then you know okay you can stumble your way to the kitchen make that cup of coffee and um find your find find that space to wherever you write and um be it 10 minutes 15 minutes an hour whatever the case may be um just write what's in your head and uh, because you never know where that story will catch hold and for me that was breakthrough um you know having been around uh, the creative industries for a while uh i don't i struggle i've always struggled with writing um but uh you know knowing that it doesn't matter this is just <laughs> you know it's verbal bom- verbal vomit right like you just write it it's not going anywhere it gets it down and then yeah certainly you know i mean then i'm ready to to start my day um i can i can move just cuz i've you know yeah you feel freer and um uh, cuz you've expressed yourself and and a lot of times i go i shouldn't say this that way when i go back to my writing i uh, and reread it i'm like oh wow i didn't i did I would have totally have forgotten that moment had I not written it down. Mm. And, oh, wow, I remember when I struggled with that. And, yeah, okay, I'm through that now. And, yeah, I can, if I got through that, I can get through this. And so. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's, bec- if it's because we train ourselves growing up to write for a purpose. So mm-hmm. you're only writing for to fill out a test or to write a paper or whatever it is. That's in- exactly Instead right. of s- just sitting down and writing, right? Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. interesting. Yeah. So you're obviously a proponent of Canadian um, artists and Huge. art. Huge. Um, what do you think it is about sort of the Canadian culture that l- lends itself to such profound stories? We're, har- we're, we're hardy people. Mm. Um, and coming from... The prairies of Canada, uh, when it's October 11th and it's snowing and the leaves are succumbing, the trees are succumbing to um, the snow that's falling, but you and I both made our way here, Jeremy. You know, (laughs) we all made our way here today. Our city is still going strong. We are hardy folk and Canadians as a whole in general are pretty, you know, roll up your sleeves. Let's get out there. Let's just do this. And we're going to do it with a smile. You know, Um, we'll figure out a way around it. And, and that kind of spirit uh, uh, is, is attractive 
to to others. And it's not like other countries and other people don't have that same, but but there is a, a, a joie de vivre and just a uh, you know we're gonna we're 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 gonna make hay while the sun is shining and yeah. Absolutely. Lucky, lucky us. Yeah, no kidding. We'll we'll make it we'll make it work, right? Yeah. That's what I always say. Well, we'll make it work. It'll be great. And it will and it pretty and much it, always is. Exactly. Uh, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Who are some of your favorite current artists or past artists that are that you really uh, find inspiration from or enjoy their work or Yeah, there's a there's a there's a litany. Um, so I mentioned Richard Wagamese, um, storyteller extraordinaire and um, uh, and I actually came to him, even being in the industry that I am, I came to him by way of my son's um, ELA assignment. He had been given the um, Indian horse to read mm-hmm. uh, as a book, and uh, I, we read it together, and it blew me away. It blew me away. Um, so Richard Wagamese and um, Maya Angelou, uh, a writer of a different sort, mm-hmm. um, but there is, a, a, you know, I mean, a, being a... Uh, a black woman who um, who struggled incredibly uh, and just soldiered on mm-hmm. and major like just you know I mean her her highs were high and her lows were low and um, and her writing to this day affects me from the top of my head to the tips of my toes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mavis Staples um, comes to mind, um, just soulful. Um, I'm a huge Viola Davis fan. Tina Turner, mm-hmm. um, uh, being black growing up in Steinbeck, my dad, my parents are from the Caribbean, my dad's from Barbados, my mom the Bahamas. And um, uh, Tina Turner would rock throughout her house. And, you know, I mean, and, 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 you know, I mean, there's a lot of Christian music radio station that's, mm-hmm. you know, oh, and, yeah. and, and, and we would, you know, we'd rock the Tina Turner and, um, uh, so love Tina Turner. Just powerful. Just crazy yeah, power. power. Um, and, um, uh, you know, I was I, like I said, I was just at this uh, conference uh, in Auckland, New Zealand, called the Power of Inclusion, and uh, their keynote speaker was um, uh, one of the keynote speakers uh, is a 19-year-old actor, activist, ambassador named Yara, Yara Shadiki, and um, Yara is 19 years old and just has this wisdom to her that and just crazy attractive I mean she's 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 beautiful um to look at but the words that come out of her mouth um it's just a just a gorgeous mind and um and the 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 way in which she chooses to express her art Mm. um is uh uh, crazy attractive mm-hmm. uh, to me right now and inspiring. Just that confidence is so attra- confidence is attractive. Period, that's exactly right, right yeah. Nolan. Yeah, so that's exactly it. Um, and 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 having that and it's not as though it couldn't always have been easy for her either. Um, you know, being born black in America, Iranian black in America. Um, you know, I mean, it's yeah, it would be full of 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 conflict, and you know, you would you would really need to. Um, seek to find yourself and and at an early age she has in my opinion um found herself so she's she's inspiring um to me these days there's probably there's there's a lot more that i'm gonna be like oh mm-hmm. how could i, I, I whitney that. houston oh yeah I mean, oh come on power. her voice is just right sh- shiver inducing every time right um and uh yeah so i've, I've you know and, I, and i've listed a number of of you know 
people of color, but um, uh, Kurt Vonnegut, mm-hmm. um, for his um, his writing, again, it's, you know, for someone who's not a writer, I'm, I'm just really awed by by writers and, and that whole... Um, uh, the power of words. So why do you say you're not a writer if you okay. have, you're very like eloquent and I'm sure your writing is capable. Like, why do you say you're not a writer? Um, cause I don't, it, it it's hard for me. Um, and I don't do it, um, professionally. Like I don't write a script for, right. um, money kind gotcha. of thing. Um, I don't, I, I don't do essays. I don't write a book, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that goes back um, to what we were talking about before. We don't consider writing unless there's a purpose to be exactly right yeah 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 but so, we need to shake that we right. need to get a, get out of that mindset true, so true. you are, are i'm a writer there we go <laughs> we're all writers we just we need to get over writers. that yeah that's right yeah yeah stop with the stop stop limiting ourselves in those in those ways right a little but, bit yeah it's hard. it's impossible well not impossible but it's a constant struggle i it think you're never yeah. going to get over that right you hear t- i've i've spoken with dozens of people for the podcast who i consider like geniuses essentially mm-hmm. and they're always it's the same thing it's like oh there's still that self-consciousness and it's it boggles my mind Mm -hmm. you know when someone so Mm -hmm. eloquent can be like oh i'm not a writer Mm -hmm. yeah well it's you know i mean and and this is goes to the you know be careful of the voices in your head and what you tell yourself right because you 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 limit yourself you limit your own opportunities and and that is what we seek to overcome in our training programs is you know we're gonna yeah we're gonna build not only the capacity but the confidence for you to um, share this story and 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 through that we will then connect you uh, to to those who will be able to you know help you progress in your career along your career path so important well at the end of our time together we do a segment called just because where it's seven questions i've asked everyone the same seven questions uh you can take as little or as much time as you want um but just answer off the top of your head you okay to do that yeah okay great question one what's the very first cause you ever remember caring about uh habitat for humanity Mm. yeah my husband did um a in, in 1995, he did a cyclothon <laughs> um, from uh, El, from Winnipeg to uh, Los Angeles. Oh, wow. And uh, he was motivated for the cycle. Um, and it just happened to be for uh, the cause, happened to be for Habitat for Humanity and raising funds to uh, build a home for a Winnipeg family. And um, uh, we've since as a family um, throughout the course of, you know, the two decades, um, um, steadily been involved with, with Habitat for Humanity. But, but I would say that, that John's picking up his bike um, to, to cycle um, for that cause was what, yeah. That's huge. It really, yeah, it still resonates even to this moment. Well, it seems like the theme with you is to just give every equity, right? Like make everyone on the same level to have the Let's same try. opportunities that everyone has, yeah. right? Whether it's a yeah. home or just a camera or yeah. a, anything. It's to serve, yeah. right? It really is to do your bit um, in terms of loving thy neighbor uh, to ensure that, that, that yeah, that, it, that people have what they need and, and that you're providing that to the extent that you can. For sure. Question two. It's a big one. If money, politics, and logistics were no issue at all, you could just snap your fingers and anything could happen, what's the first thing you would do in support of your cause? Say it again. If you had a blank check to do or say or make anything a reality, mm-hmm. what would you do in support of your cause? Well, as a member of the Winnipeg Foundation, <laughs> I would say invest in the Winnipeg Foundation because right. they do so much great for 
all of Winnipeg and, and, and the community beyond um, the province as a, as a whole. But um, so my cause, um, you, and we're talking about the, the causes as they're identified here at the Winnipeg Foundation, mm-hmm. and the cause that I um, instinctively go for is the arts and education, right. is the arts and culture. Yeah. Um, uh, but what I would um, choose to put that money towards, however big that check might be, how yeah. many zeros are in there, I would put it towards education and mm-hmm. training. And let's ensure that we have the skilled capacity um, to fill those roles in arts and culture. Uh, so that, because arts and culture, um, it, it travels regardless of whether you're dancing, you're um, um, uh, producing a, a TV series, um, you are uh, singing in a choir, a solo artist, um, uh, you need um, a training. Um, to to support you in in your in your efforts, and so I would write that enormous <laughs> I would that enormous check would go towards providing um, the education and training needing to um, build up those artists. Well, art is opportunity to get across. You like to travel, to meet new people, to make new connections, to make new friends, to meet new loves. Like art creates all these opportunities, and that's a, such a perfect art translates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question three: What's the biggest misunderstanding or stigma about the arts and culture in uh, in Canada? That it's unnecessary. That it's that it isn't. Yeah, it is just a frill. Um, mm-hmm. It's not putting food on the table. It's not nourishing um, your body in a way that that food does. It's not um, medicine and health. That you know, what I mean, which you know, I mean, it's a given. You need that to 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 sustain life. Um, but um, that yeah, I mean, you know, in taking an art class, you are in going to to film school. You're not going to medical school. You're not going to law school. Um, my daughter, um, you know, when she graduated from grade 12, um, she danced a lot in, 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 in high school. And, you know, I could see in her that um, dancing was her. It's an extension of who she is. And um, uh, not knowing entirely what she wanted to do, uh, where she wanted to go to university and, and being prepared for university, um, it's like, you know what, Leah, you can go to university. You can study university at any point in your life. You can come back to it when you're 40. Take it from me. Go dance. Practice your art. Do what's in you to do. Um, and uh, because it is life fulfilling. That's such a beautiful perspective for a parent to have because you you know you always see the kind of traditional like no you're gonna go to law school or you're gonna go to become a doctor go take you one right yeah and there's a place for that too for sure right um i don't i you know please please don't misunderstand i I think that it's important to have a a wide range especially in in this day and age now um a whole wide range of of opportunities for uh young people when they are um making decisions uh for life but let's not rush into it Mm -hmm. um let's let's really sort of um um, assess like close your eyes and dream that dream and what is Mm -hmm. it um that you visualize when you're dreaming that dream as to what your next step will be beautiful yeah try and make it happen love it question four what is the time in your life where you had to pivot because the plan wasn't working out how you thought it was gonna work when i had kids yeah. yeah so um you know i mean i i um have two kids and um a very supportive husband and who loves the fact that I love to work. <laughs> and, but it was hard for me, uh, leaving the kids, um, at home, even though I, there was, there were great caretakers. It was hard for me balancing all of that with the stresses of work and, and just feeling that I was doing a disservice in, in 
both my work mm. and um, and at home. And so even though there was great opportunity in my workplace, um, I did um, uh, pivot, as you say, um, to um, in the the early two thousands to be home with my kids and um and not work full-time so we just do part-time jobs and and um part-time temporary and um and it was in pivoting that uh, other opportunities came my way actually mm -hmm. um, that's when i did a lot of the volunteer work with Balmoral hall school which uh inspired and filled my cup in ways that i would never have imagined had i been um full-time employee somewhere for sure it's all about just keeping doors open for yeah. yourself. You know, a lot of times people just yeah. think they have to go down this plan and then they miss five other opportunities. Because, That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Question five. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? To show up. Yeah, it is. Um, it is that act of being present, um, getting, stepping out of your house, um, uh, that in, in, yeah, making that leap and, and, and being present, connecting with the people um, who are are with you. You, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't consider myself to be the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I do seek to understand where others are at. And that understanding comes from just being present mm -hmm. in, the, in the moment. Beautiful. Showing up. Show up. Uh, what advice would you give your 10-year-old self if you could talk to her? Who? The same. Um, oh, gosh. What would I tell her? Be careful of the voices inside. Um, yeah. It would be the same as my, my answer to the previous question, Nolan, is so much um, that you think about prevents you from doing. And um, I wish that I had done more um, when I was younger. Um, and, and learning from that now. You know, um, so it's not too late for me to take a French class to study mm. French, to learn to study French. It's not too late for me to write, to write regularly, to write daily. Um, and uh, while I, I will never be a ballerina, um, I've taken a dance class, you know, or two. And so um, those are the things that um, I would have been too fearful to do because, I, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't. Mm -hmm. um, so I would, I would, I would say to my younger self, um, careful of the voice inside, and maybe you can do the things that you're telling yourself you can't. Awesome. Uh, last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> well, for being joy. Um, yeah, it's in my name, actually. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I do want to, I want to be joy inside and I want to be joy for others um, you know I mean I, I live by the Maya Angelou oh I hope I can say it right now um, there is a uh, one of my favorite quotes of hers is something like um, my mission in life is to uh, not just survive but to thrive and um, to do so with some what does she say it some humor so with some passion and compassion this is it my mission in life is to survive, n to thrive, not just survive, and to do so with some passion and compassion, some humor and some style. 
And every time I think of that, I'm like, yeah, you go, girl. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, <laughs> right? that's great. Right? That's like, like, you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. It covers the gamut. And, and that, that, yeah, that, that spirit of, you know, living life to its fullest, that joie de vivre, that, you know, that, that, that twinkling. Um, I want to be remembered for, yeah, for twinkling. Well, this has been a very joyful, very joyous conversation. So thank you for uh, being here with us. Good luck with everything in the future. And go rest. I know you've been traveling like crazy. Enjoy uh, the weekend and everything. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. For this here. has been restful, actually, believe it or not. Good. And thank you for inviting me. And um, yeah, thank you for all that you're doing within, yeah, to share, to share Winnipeggers with other Winnipeggers. Thank you again to Joy Lowen for speaking with me today. Joy is a wonderful addition to the Winnipeg Foundation's board, and it's been very cool to get to know her. Uh, it's a great addition to the board, and as you can tell by everything she had to say, uh, she's just a wonderful addition to the city, and uh, anyone who talks to her can, can definitely sense that. To hear more podcasts from Because and Effect, you can visit our website at becauseandeffect.org. And we also have a weekly radio show here at the Winnipeg Foundation called Because Radio. You can visit becauseradio.org to hear about some great stories that are happening in Winnipeg and some real people who are making a difference in our city. All music in the Because and Effect podcast was composed and produced by Trenton Burton. You can find more of his music at trentonburton.com. Special thank you to Robert Zirk, Sonny Permolo, and Jeremy Morantz for all of their assistance on the podcast. Really appreciate your help, boys, and I uh, couldn't do this without you. You can also follow the Winnipeg Foundation on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching at WPGFDN. And you can follow me at Nolan Bicknell if you want as well. Because in Effect is a podcast from the Winnipeg Foundation. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off. We'll see you next week. And remember, people will forget what you said and people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Bye-bye. <laughs>